Buckle up, buttercups. We've got reselling news this week from eBay, Etsy, Mercari, and more. What is up, Galaxians? Welcome to episode number 192 of the Galaxy CD's Rocks and Flips Reseller Talk podcast. Once again, coming to you a little bit late. If you follow me over on Instagram, shameless plug, at Galaxy CD's Rocks. Uh, if you caught my weekly drop uh, that I do at the end of the week of how many listings I did, you will have noticed uh, that last week's number one was way, way down. I only did 60 listings normally i'm 115 120 something like that but uh i've got a good excuse after dodging it for essentially three full years last week i had covid (laughs) oh man uh for as good as business has been for 2023 on the old personal side man 2023 has been uh garbage so far so uh to be fair i didn't really I've, I've been sicker than I was last week with COVID. Uh, I did have a few days where I had a fever. I'm still coughing a little bit. Uh, may not quite sound totally right uh, today on the pod, so I apologize for that. Uh, but I, I have actually felt worse, but I was just completely lacking energy. So I wasn't able to do much of anything last week. I, I frankly was thrilled to have gotten 60 listings done last week. Uh, This week, I'm off to a much better start. It's Wednesday afternoon as I sit down to record this, and I've already done 83, so clearly I'm feeling much, much better. So thank you to everyone who reached out uh, either on Instagram or by sending me a message elsewhere when I posted that last week. Uh, It was not a fun week, but I am well on the road to recovery, and we've got a big reselling news update for you this week. So uh, Ryan's health report officially out of the way. Let's get stuck into this reselling news. News updates. So we are going to start with Mercari, who announced late last week that they are updating their terms of service. We wanted to let you know that we've updated our terms of service. We've made these changes due to an increase in fees from our processing partner. Not quite sure about all that. As always, we strive to keep our fees as affordable as possible. Here's what you need to know. Effective on April 17th of this year, the calculation for payment processing fee that is charged to sellers will change from 2.9% of the item sold price plus 50 cents per completed transaction to 2.9% of the combined item sold price and shipping price plus 50 cents per completed transaction. Uh, Note the shipping price refers to both buyer and seller paid shipping using Mercari labels and Mercari local delivery. So if there is a shipping charge involved, Mercari is going to, and and there's a payment involved with that, Mercari is going to add the 2.9% essentially to that fee. For any one individual transaction, unless you're shipping something really heavy, this is not going to amount to a tremendous amount of money, but it will be a potentially significant amount of money uh, to Mercari. To be completely fair, I was not even aware that they weren't charging this fee on shipping, which is kind of a standard practice throughout the credit card and online payment industry is that everything, including sales tax, everything that is a payment that is processed as part of a transaction gets a transaction fee. So Mercari, in essence, is just catching up with the times by adding this fee to the shipping price. So again, uh, I offer free shipping on about 
99% of my stuff over on Mercari. So this isn't going to impact me at all. But if you are a seller who charges shipping, you are going to be paying a little bit more over on Mercari. All transactions will automatically be updated starting on April 17th to reflect the latest fees. Listings created before April 17th, it may take several weeks from the effective date for updated fees to be fully implemented. So there may be a bit of a lag if you've got a lot of listings where this fee doesn't initially process, which seems kind of strange to me. You would think that would be a back-end thing, but hey, I'm not a programmer. So uh, effective May 1st, the instant pay processing fee will increase from $2 to $3 per instant pay transaction, and the transfer limit will increase from $500 to $600 a month. The rate is displayed when you initiate the transfer. So this is if you want to take instant money out of Mercari and have it deposited immediately into your account. The fee is going to go from 2 to $3, but your uh, availability of funds is going to go from 5 to 600 There's no action needed on your part to accept the new terms of service. We just wanted to keep you up to date. If you are using the Mercari app for iOS or Android, you may need to update the app if it does not update automatically on your device. So that's going on over at Mercari. Uh, let me know down in the comments below what you think of that. Um, Again, I know it's fashionable to just decry any increase in fees, but it's really, frankly, hard for me to begrudge Mercari adding this fee, which is something, again, that other sites have been doing pretty much forever. Moving over to eBay, uh, more listings are now eligible to go global. Um, this is for those of us who participate in eBay's new international shipping program. If you do that, uh, the I think we talked about this a couple of weeks ago. The item limit is increasing. eBay International Shipping was launched with a lower item value. The new item value limit has been increased to $2,500. Please update your current listings so they are eligible for eBay International Shipping benefits like no international returns and no international selling fee. So if you are participating in that program and you had items previously that were too expensive to qualify for it, it is now increased to $2,500. If you're in the program, you probably got an email maybe today uh, with a link where you could go and update those listings. eBay also announced that they are testing a new mobile listing experience in the eBay app for eligible collectible sneakers under select brands listed under men's and women's athletic shoes. So this is a pretty narrow group of listings that are going to be affected by this. This new flow, they say, will make listing and selling on eBay faster and easier with pre-filled item specifics, photo guidance, and streamlined shipping options. The new listing experience, as eBay regularly does, is going to roll out in phases during the initial phase select Sellers will automatically be opted in. We welcome your feedback and we'll continue to improve the new listing experience. We'll update you as we expand eligibility and participation in this new listing experience. So if you are a seller of certain types of athletic sneakers and collectible sneakers on eBay, there is going to be a new, supposedly easier mobile listing flow available uh, to select sellers only, at least initially. Speaking of the eBay mobile app, they're adding more photos for mobile shoppers. You may recall that back, I believe it was part of the winter update, uh, eBay increased the number of photos that you could attach as a seller to a listing up to 24. They are now going to show more of those listings to mobile shoppers. 
eBay is displaying additional photos in its mobile app in the default view. Mobile shoppers who are part of the test population will see thumbnail images under the main photo without having to make additional clicks. I personally have not noticed this, so I guess I'm not one of their select few. Uh, product manager for the iOS and Android application who works on the item viewing experience, the listing page that shows the title, price, photos, and description, posted a notice on the eBay discussion boards on Friday and asked what people thought of the new image viewing experience on eBay. We know how much our buyers love seeing all images, and we thought this would be a great way to engage with all photos. So this is great news for those of us who do take more than one photo of a particular item. The more of your item that you can get shown to a potential buyer up front, the better off you are as a seller. So this is good news. Uh, one commenter said easier access to the pictures could only be a good thing, which is what I just said, I think. <laughs> uh, but said encouraging buyers to read the description is the single most important thing that you should be doing with the apps. Uh, good luck with that. We all know people don't read. They don't read anything. They don't, they don't read owner's manuals when they buy new stuff. They don't, they just, people don't like to read. So this photo thing to me is probably a big win. Uh, another seller suggested eBay make listings with video stand out more, both on the view listing page and in search. The search results page should have a filter, something like includes video and preferably an icon of some sort in the actual search result. So a buyer can see at a glance that if he clicks or she clicks through to the view item page, he or she uh, will encounter a video, which is I'm not using video if you're. Again, if you're watching on YouTube and you're using video in any of your listings over on eBay, let me know down in the comments below. Uh, are you using it? What have your results been? Do you notice any difference? I did start doing some videos over on Etsy because Etsy, of course, also claims that they have a much higher sell-through rate with listings that have video. I personally have not found that to be the case, at least not yet, uh, but I have tried it over there. Highlighting videos would give sellers more incentive to take the time to add videos the seller added. And then there's a, a quick picture, and I will, of course, as always, link to these in the show notes and the video description below so you can go take a look at this. Uh, but it shows what the updated image thing looks like. So this is, uh, again, kudos to eBay for trying to add new things. Moving on to Etsy, uh, about two weeks ago, I did a special episode where I talked about some Etsy sellers had not been paid on a Friday due to the collapse of Silicon Valley Bank. Their chief operating officer posted a message uh, saying, you may have seen that Etsy was included in some of the recent headlines related to Silicon Valley Bank, so I wanted to take a moment to explain what happened. Until last week, Etsy used the bank to issue payments to some of our sellers. When the bank unexpectedly collapsed on Friday, we were unable to issue the payments scheduled for that day. While Etsy had plenty of funds in other accounts, which is something that I brought up in that video, uh, sellers panicking that they were never going to see their money was, to me, a complete overreaction. But nonetheless, uh, they, Etsy, needed to re-engineer their processes to be able to actually send out those deposits through Another payments partner, our team sprung to work to resolve the issue as soon as possible while communicating directly with impacted sellers about the delay. This was one complaint that I had on this issue. They did send an email directly to affected sellers, but their public facing their dashboard and so on did not really go into much detail about what was going on. And this left a lot of sellers feeling like we were kind of in the dark about this. 
I give them credit for notifying affected sellers, but they could have been broadly a little bit more upfront and transparent about this, but that's just me. In the end, uh, one of the reasons that they probably weren't was that the result was that a small portion, less than 0.5% of their active sellers had payments that were delayed by one business day. And on Monday, we started processing payments on a normal schedule. So that was something that I had mentioned also that I assumed they would have it resolved over the weekend and payments would go out on Monday, which is exactly what happened. You think I was like smart or something? (laughs) Uh, while the number of impacted sellers was relatively small, uh, we, of course, take any disruption to our seller community very seriously. We know that you depend on us to get paid on time so that you can pay your bills, run your businesses, or buy a birthday gift for a loved one. That's why our teams worked around the clock to implement an alternate solution and why we continue to invest in our infrastructure and payments platform to help ensure you are able to seamlessly transact on eBay or on Etsy, rather. So... Again, kudos to them for getting this thing resolved as quickly as possible. Um, As I said in that video and in that podcast two weeks ago, I was reasonably confident that the money was there and that it would be paid out fairly quickly once they got the technical back end resolved, uh, which they did within literally one business day. So good on them. Etsy continues to uh, trial some new features. Uh, this was just announced earlier today. Let buyers make offers on your vintage listings. Try our new tool. Uh, this is being sent out to particular sellers only initially, like with many of these things are going to trial it with a number of sellers. I did receive an email offering me an opportunity to try this. Uh, I haven't decided yet whether I'm going to do it or not because I'm I'm, I'm tired of receiving offers, <laughs> to be completely fair, uh, over on eBay. I had a guy today, I have a listing at $5.99, and the guy made me an offer of $5.49. Why? Why waste the time for $0.50? Cents? So I'm not sure I want to get into that on an, a yet another site. So I'll let you know ultimately what I decide on this. But uh, they are now going to turn on for a select number of sellers over on Etsy, an optional tool which helps you manage offers you receive from buyers. You get to choose which listings to include and have the final say. We know that every Etsy seller has their own unique approach to pricing their items. Some of you have also told us that you need more flexible pricing options. That's why for a limited time, we're testing out a new tool that will give shop owners the option to receive price offers from buyers for this test. This feature will only be available on select vintage listings from shops in the United States. Uh, I assume I got this offer because I have about a thousand vintage books listed over on Etsy. So that would make me a prime candidate uh, to give them a big number of listings to actually look at the results. When shopping for vintage items on other platforms or in person at markets, buyers can often make offers and negotiate prices. And many of you have told us that you already do this on Etsy today. This tool will streamline those negotiations so you can seal the deal even faster and make new connections with customers. Letting buyers make offers on your listings will always be completely optional for sellers. It's up to you to decide if it works for your business. I'm not going to read the whole thing here. There's a pretty intensive article that details exactly how it's going to work. Uh, The quick overview, they plan to turn this on for sellers who are included in the test beginning on or around April 5th. 
If you want to allow offers on those listings, you need to complete the steps that are included in this article. Before that date, you will not be able to opt in or edit which listings are included during the test. So be aware of that. If you start getting a bunch of offers, you're stuck for whatever the duration of this test is uh, with that program. You can't edit or opt in or out from that point. If you're ready to get started, turn on, make an offer for your vintage listings here. And there's a handy little link. Again, it is available only for U.S. vintage listings. So if you don't see the option, your listings may not be eligible. So there you go. You can set the maximum discount that you will allow. It can be 20, 30, or 40% off of your list price. Uh, They give an example of how that will work. You'll also have the option to receive all offers. Choose this if you want to be notified of every offer you receive, no matter the price. No, thank you. (laughs) Uh, Seeing all the offers you receive may give you more information about a shopper's price expectations, helping you shape your pricing strategy. Uh, Let me know what you think of that uh, down in the comments below if you're watching on YouTube. Or, of course, you can email me at galaxycds at gmail.com and let me know as well that... (laughs) Uh, I'm not, I'm not a fan of that particular program. So anyway, Etsy is going to trial, um, offers on their site. They also have announced, uh, their next big virtual event, Etsy up, which is going to take place on May 18th. If you are an Etsy seller, there is an announcement on their message boards. We're excited to announce that Etsy up is back for 2023. The virtual event is happening on May 18th at 1 p.m. RSVP now for this one-day event designed for Etsy shop owners. You'll learn how to tell the story of your brand and create content that builds meaningful connections with your customers, which could help grow your audience and your sales. There will be virtual panels and speakers on content, strategy, trends, marketing, Etsy search, and more special perks and the chance to win amazing prizes, including a $1,000 Etsy gift card, or $500 worth of Etsy ads, credits, opportunities to chat live with other sellers and some fun surprises, and a global community event packed with inspiration. It is totally free and open to all Etsy sellers, so RSVP now to get event reminders and exclusive offers in your email. Last bit of news over on Etsy. Actually, I've got two more here. Uh, They have partnered with Hello Alice, which eBay has used to also do this program, they are offering from $5,000 to $25,000 grants for your small business. When small businesses succeed, everyone benefits in partnership with the Global Entrepreneurship Network, GEN, and with funding from Etsy and Progressive, the Small Business Growth Fund provides small business owners with the capital they need to make their next move. Recipients will receive grants anywhere from $5,000 to $25,000 to accelerate their growth and achieve their goals. Applications are now open. Uh, There's a list of requirements. You must be a for-profit business located and registered in one of the 50 United States, Puerto Rico, or the District of Columbia. Have less than $1 million in 2022 gross annual revenue. Have a commitment to your customers and the community and have a clear plan for how the funds will be spent. Again, there will be a link to this in the show notes and the video description below if you would like to apply for these grants. And Etsy uh, apparently is surveying sellers about their 2023 plans. Etsy made some announcements back on Monday. This article is on e-commerce bites and asks sellers to 
uh, take a survey to weigh in on the news. We want to know what is most important to you. The key takeaway, this article says, from their announcement was that Etsy would focus on the following three key areas for sellers this year, helping sellers get discovered by more buyers more frequently, improving the tools and resources that help sellers run their businesses and building a community to support sellers as they grow. Etsy asks sellers to visit a page on alchemer.com and provide feedback about those areas of focus. The survey asks sellers to rate their overall reaction to the update and included a place for them to post their comments. Etsy also asks sellers the following question, which one of the three focus areas outlined for 2023 do you believe would provide the most benefit to your business? Please select one and then it re- uh, lists those three. There is more information available in another article also on e-commerce bytes. Here's an interesting one. Uh, if you would like to comment on the goings on over at the United States Postal Service, uh, I give the guy credit, man. He is, he's gonna go out there and give this a try. Postmaster General Louis, Louis, DeJoy will talk about the USPS Delivering for America plan at a conference in May where he will also participate in a town hall meeting. Uh, That's liable to be very, (laughs) very interesting. The Postmaster General will give an address at the opening session at the National Postal Forum on May 22nd. In addition to sharing his thoughts about putting USPS on a new positive trajectory with new opportunities for the mailing and shipping industry, He will also update attendees on the progress to dramatically improve on-time delivery, the road to USPS financial stability, and and the multitude, rather, of strategies underway to change and improve the USPS delivery network. The morning of May 24th, the National Postal Forum will host a town hall meeting with Postmaster General DeJoy. The agenda is broken into five tracks, data, technology, visibility, leadership and professional development, mailing solutions, mailing, shipping, prep, and entry and shipping solutions. The conference will feature an exhibit hall offering consultations with USPS and industry partners with over 100 companies exhibiting new equipment, software, and services. It routinely attracts over 4,000 attendees. So it's in Charlotte, North Carolina, May 21st through 24th. If you want to sit down at a town hall with Postmaster General DeJoy and share uh, your lack of joy (laughs) with the United States Postal Service. There is your opportunity. Um, I'm not going to make that trip, but uh, nonetheless, I give him credit for uh, sticking to his guns. You know, I, I, I certainly don't agree with everything they've done over at USPS. But to be fair, my experience this past holiday season was that it was far and away the best in terms of on-time delivery and no real issues with items getting lost. So again, you can let me know down in the comments below what your experience was and how things are going. Uh, I wish they'd stop raising the rates all the time, but I understand uh, to some degree why they are doing that. The last thing we've got for you this week on the news, this is from Amazon. You may have seen, uh, but we talked about this a couple of months ago. Amazon was laying off 18,000 employees. They just announced this past week that they're going to be laying off another 9,000 employees, but this one is going to shut down a very well-regarded camera review site, DP Review, after 25 years. So this is 
I'm not a camera guy. I haven't gone to this site, but my understanding is that it is a very popular and very well-regarded site. Uh, the, the article, which is on ARS Technica, says Amazon has plans to lay off at least 27,000 workers this year, including the 9,000 that were just announced in an internal email this Monday. One unexpected casualty is Digital Photography Review, also known as DP Review, which is losing its entire editorial staff. The site will stop publishing on April 10th. The announcement post written by DP Review General Manager Scott Everett said that new pieces will continue to be posted through that date and then the site will be locked. It is unclear what will happen to the site's content. Afterward, the post promises only that the site's articles will be available in read-only mode for a limited period Afterwards, any photos and text that readers have uploaded to their accounts can be requested and downloaded until April 6th, after which we will not be able to complete the request. Uh, this and Apparently, this decision was made some time ago, and it's just now been announced. Amazon, they say, has not yet come up with an archival plan. I did read an article on another site uh, that says that the site is going to go completely dark, it's going to be completely taken down, and that the content is going to disappear. Uh, this article does not go quite that far, so we'll have to wait and see what happens with that. Again, this is not necessarily reseller-related, but it just goes to show kind of what's going on with Amazon. Uh, we talked a, a couple of weeks ago about how they've increased the the fees to the point where they're now keeping essentially half or more of third-party sellers' revenue. They just continue to squeeze kind of on both ends to maximize shareholder profit. That is kind of their responsibility, but it's this just gets more and more interesting to see kind of what's going on here over at Amazon. So uh, the other article I read kind of indicated that this site has had some difficulty over the last year hiring and retaining editorial and test staff. So maybe the problems run a little bit deeper than uh, just financial woes at Amazon. But uh, sad to see a site as well-respected and as long-serving the photo community, 25 years. Uh, and it's got essentially two weeks, three weeks left, and then it's going to go dark uh, theoretically forever. So hopefully... Maybe an angel investor will swoop in and make an offer to buy the site and keep it up and running, but uh, not good. Anyway, that's going to put a wrap on this week's episode. Uh, hopefully you found some interesting content here this week. If you did find this episode interesting, if you're watching on YouTube, do me a favor, like the video. If you're not currently a subscriber to the show or a follower of the podcast and you enjoy this sort of content, uh, please do me a favor and consider doing one of those two things as well. We'll see what the, the next week holds uh, in terms of reselling news, and maybe we'll do an update next week with some what sold. Last week was not particularly busy. I had maybe a half a dozen things. All of uh, the best sale I had all of last week was like $40. So I'm going to save those for a rainy day and maybe we'll do another episode where we go uh, recap some of the sold. So I hope everybody is doing well, uh, unlike I was last week, <laughs> uh, and that you're having a terrific month in sales. With that, it's time to sell. Thanks, guys. You have been listening to the Galaxy CDs Rocks and Flips Reseller Talk podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in, and we will catch you again next time.